Alice tumbled into my bed yesterday morning with her new Pink Panther plushie. She slid over to press into a big mama snuggle as she yelled, I love you. Then she started peppering me with questions I wasn't prepared to answer so early in the morning. What is an atom? What are elements? And this is how it goes with Alice. She learns about things on her own. Sometimes she has questions. Occasionally I have answers. Often we find them together. But she's the real teacher around here. I haven't talked much about my children lately. We've all been healing from our devastating experience with the public school system. And we're preparing for more upcoming changes in our lives. We moved to Connecticut in April of 2021. It's been a phenomenal journey since then. This state is gorgeous. It's like living in a painting. But it's not serving our needs. And it's time to move on. I'm putting the house up for sale and we will be following the children's father back to the West coast. We'll check out California where he's working and probably also spend at least a few weeks back in Washington, visiting friends. I recently joined the board of the Northwest augmentative communication society, which is based in the Seattle area where, as you know, I left my heart. I'm overjoyed to be involved in an organization that is passionate about communication accessibility and being their new social media coordinator is a challenge as well as a huge honor. I'm thrilled about. I hope to spend some time visiting my colleagues in an organization, getting a haircut by the only hairstylist I trust, seeing my people, my sister, meeting my nephew and great nephews, maybe even my second cousin. I have a lot of people in Washington. I'm really looking forward to seeing them. But I'm curious about California. A few of my favorite autistic advocates and activists are based out there. Some people I've met through the Alliance Against Seclusion and Restraint are out there as well. I might be interested in pursuing an even more advanced degree after I complete my master's, which is going exceptionally well, I have to say. It was a difficult decision to switch tracks, but it was the right one. I am in my element as a writer, studying the craft and spending most of my time reading. I get to like justify buying books now. <laughs> I just spend money on books and I seclude myself right uh, reading and I have no guilt about it now. Well, this is my job. I have to do it. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's like, I feel like I found the right size clothing that fits after not being able to button my pants for most of my life. It just feels good. So just a little life update there. Since I've pitted my, pivoted my life in a different direction, this program will pivot as well. It began because, you know, honestly, I just wanted to try something different. I don't listen to podcasts. I got to be honest with you. I think I'd listen to two ever and both of them written or performed by other writers. And that's the extent of my podcasting experience before I ordered a microphone and just started recording. 
I wanted to push myself, experiment, and I'm glad I did. I've learned a lot about this, whatever this is. But reading out my little essays and parenting advice is better left to writing a book and selling it. So for 2024, I've invited several people to be on the program to talk about pretty much anything and everything. No topic is off limits. I had a friend back in Texas when I was a teenager who said, with Amy, there are just no holds barred (laughs) when it comes to talking. And I think I'm still that way, like 30 years later. I'll do a few solo episodes, but as often as I can find the time and space to virtually meet with others and record our conversations, I'm going to blast that out into the other and give the world a glimpse of what it's like trying to talk to this hot mess. I used to describe myself as a Ray Dunn mug that says hot mess. And then I got so excited when I really did find a Ray Dunn mug that says hot mess when I went to Home Goods one day this year. <laughs> I bought it without even looking at the price tag. I just had to have it. You know, it's funny about podcasts. I feel like people really want to hear other people talking, which I think is one of those things that autistic people, a lot of autistic people just don't understand. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> this is, this is, listening to other people have conversations is not something that a lot of autistic people want to do. But um, but I get it. I think I get it now. Um, <clears throat> at least I'll, I'll, I'll cater to it. I, I, I like talking to my friends. So why not share that with other people, right? <clears throat> so my little Alice, she is ever her own unique person, full of surprises. We went to Barnes and Noble on Christmas Eve. And she was so excited by everything that she just took off down the aisles. Fortunately, Rob was with me and he chased her down. I don't talk much about her elopement, but it is still an issue. It's significantly easier than it used to be. But when she's excited, and what's more exciting than a bookstore, she has no impulse control. So her little legs just go. We also discovered that her eyesight is quite poor. So she has eyeglasses now. I wonder how much her nearsightedness has been contributing to her impulse to run and lack of awareness of danger. I guess we'll find out as she adjusts to wearing the glasses. Because of the elopement and sensory sensitivity and her dislike of being away from home for long, I let her stay home with Rob while I took the boys into New York City last week. Wow. I haven't been into the city for years. A full decade, I believe. The whole place has a rhythm you feel as soon as you step out onto the street. You can't help but get swept up into it. Feeling the street noise become part of your pulse. Even with my bum hip, my stride changed to match the city pace, and I threaded my way through the crowds holding Frankie's hand. Charlie was safely escorted by my friend, who has been our summer nanny and our favorite part of Connecticut. When we stepped out of Grand Central Station, I said to Frankie, Welcome to New York! He waited a beat and then said, City! At that moment, I knew exactly where he'll end up living someday. When we got out onto the street, Frankie said what I knew he would say. I want to go up to the tippity top of those buildings. I don't even know where he got that expression, but it reminded me of my mother. She used to say that all the time. We tried to go to the top of the rock, but ended up heading to my favorite building, Empire State. Wow, has that pace ever changed since I was there 25 years ago? 
I got the cheapo tickets, which took us to the 80th floor. So just a bunch of windows to look out of. You know, cool and all, but as Frankie said, he wanted to go to the tippity top. I checked to see how much it was to upgrade, and I thought, what in the world? It was almost as much as the original ticket. But then Charlie said he didn't want to go, and Allie said she'd stay with him. So I looked at Frankie, and I thought, okay, let's do it. (laughs) I absolutely made that kid's year, which made mine. Let me tell you something. I was not prepared for the 102nd floor. But my kid, he just went straight to the window, arms extended, reaching for the city lights below like they were jewels for the taking. My heart was in my throat, but I sauntered by the windows long enough to start feeling claustrophobic and terrified of heights. It's bizarre how intellectually I knew I was totally safe. But psychologically, something inside of me was convinced the entire building was going to fall over any minute. I didn't feel that way on the other floors, just the tippity top. Something about it just got to me. Fortunately, I'm raising an amazing child. He knew I was not okay and started to get anxious. He asked me, can you just not handle it, mom? I said, I really can't, Frankie. He said, okay. Let's go. No argument, no begging to stay, no meltdown, just empathy for me and my distress. He'd seen what he came to see, and he had no intention of making me uncomfortable for his own needs. That was a moment that made me so incredibly proud. As we got into the elevator, the doorman said, leaving already? And I just said, I don't know how you can stay up here all day. He laughed and said, oh no, I'm only here for an hour. That told me a lot about how much people can handle being up that high and for how long. Frankie and I went back to the 86th floor where the famous outdoor observation deck is located. That's what I think of when I think of the Empire State Building. He ran out to look at the viewing binoculars like he'd been doing it his entire life. Zero fear. I came up behind him the wind bitterly cold and whipping my hair everywhere. The pin I had on my sweater was one that was in my mother's hastily packed luggage when I brought her here out of her abusive situation in Texas. It was a clay angel draped in Christmas lights. Absolutely gaudy. And the type of thing she loved. I could feel it underneath my heavy coat, almost like it was resonating. I looked at my son, surveying the city as if it was his own. Mom, I can see the Statue of Liberty. My mother loved visiting New York City. She loved it more than anything in the world. Well, except, of course, her beloved Franklin Harold Crewalt. As I looked at their grandchild, staring at the bright lights... Feeling that angel pinned to my chest, I felt so many emotions colliding and spilling out of my eyes. The wind dried them immediately as I said quietly to Frankie, I'm really glad I could share this with you. It was a beautiful, magical moment I'll never forget. After we rejoined Charlie and Allie in the the lobby, 
We walked to an amazing restaurant where I enjoyed the most phenomenal cappuccino of my life. It was just so incredible. I had tears in my eyes. This coffee is so good, I'm going to cry, I said with surprise. Allie laughed at me and said, well, that's okay, you can. Then things just came out of my mouth that didn't make any sense because I said, this cup of coffee just made me hate Seattle. (laughs) Because it was just the most beautiful cup of coffee. I couldn't imagine ever having anything like it anywhere else. Frankie said, is it even better than Starbucks, Mom? (laughs) So much better, Frankie. He said, okay, I'll come back here to try it when I'm 18. (laughs) And then Charlie, you know, he hates public restrooms, don't we all? But it was a nice restaurant, so I convinced him to go by telling him it probably smelled really good in there. He went with Allie and came back excited because it did indeed smell nice. And he told me, the sink is a big rock. (laughs) I think it really was kind of like a big hollowed out rock. (laughs) Then I blew their minds by folding my pizza in half to eat it. (laughs) I don't really hate Seattle. It's where my heart lives. But I got to tell you something. New York is and always will be my first love. It was fun to share it with my boys. When Alice is ready, she and I are going to have such a glam princess trip into the city. I can hardly wait. But for now, her excursions into the science books are more than enough to keep us occupied. Stay tuned for everything new in 2024. And Happy New Year. I'm smiling. You just can't see it.